what customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Food and Beverage Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the show. Per usual, make sure that you are subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find our different channels under a few different umbrella channels uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Market Scale Radio, Market Scale Technology, Market Scale Manufacturing. Depending on the topic, it's going to go under one of those three, so make sure you're subscribing to those. And make sure you're also going to marketscale.com slash industries for all of our videos, podcasts, and articles, not just from our food and beverage industry, but from a variety of different B2B verticals. All right, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with a little context. Uh, Coming out of the Great Recession in 2009, restaurateurs were struggling to find funding for brick-and-mortar restaurants, uh, both for new establishments and also uh, existing establishments to continue to pay um, you know, their, their rents and to continue to operate functionally. Uh, this drying of the well for brick-and-mortar restaurant establishments led to an influx in food trucks, of all things, which was a creative solution for restaurant owners and culinary professionals to transition their business model to something more flexible and, more importantly, something with lower capital investments. As COVID-19 rages on, this pandemic poses another challenging situation for restaurateurs, even more dissuaded from continuing their restaurant ventures with health and financial issues looming. And what we're thinking is that this could lead to another explosion in food truck attempts. And as the culinary community thinks of a mobile solution to the pandemic for their industry, they're obviously going to need the right food trucks for the job. So on today's podcast, we're hoping to better answer the questions, where should they start when looking for a food truck? Should they go used? Should they go new? What special features are flair and which are essential for scalability? All of that we're going to break down on today's episode of the podcast. We're getting a better understanding of what to look for in the design, manufacturing, and financing of a new food truck operation. I'd like to welcome Ren Buda, Director of Business Development at On The Move, to the show for his insights. And On The Move is a complete rental truck solution company with 28 years of history, providing a turnkey truck program for a variety of different industries. And they've also broken into the food truck space, which we will uh, break down on today's conversation. Ren, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good, Daniel. Thank you for having me. This is a really interesting topic because there's so many different uh, layers, I think, that that lead to the growth of the food truck industry. Uh, and I just find it really interesting that it seems to be these broader economic shifts that motivate the influx of uh, food trucks to the scene. And then as those increase, it seems like culturally and socially, they become more mainstream. And then it it's like a, uh, a snowball rolling down a hill, kind of builds on itself. Um, this current pandemic situation, though, is 
so unique and unexpected that even if it does pose some potential opportunities for food truck growth, nothing is for certain yet. So I'm interested in getting uh, your thoughts on how some of these uh, different scenarios compare, how they contrast, and what is really affecting the growth of the food truck industry. So let's start here. Do you see any similarities between the 09 recession and its effect on the restaurant community and our current pandemic? And, and if so, what are some of those similarities? If there are any major differences, what are those differences? Uh, go ahead and break that down for us. Well, yeah, Daniel. Uh, I mean, you, you're exactly right. There are there are similarities in in both events. Uh, I mean, basically uh, worldwide and uh, and and U.S. Uh, economic distress, uh, obviously caused by two different things. Uh, in in 09, as you alluded to at the top of the of the podcast, uh, that was uh, that was really born out of uh, you know of a sort of a failure of Wall Street, and it it took place over years and months, and and the ultimate effect was that. Uh, you know, capital dried up, and we had a lot of corporate downsizing. Uh, so, you know, that led to uh, uh, entrepreneurs, restaurateurs not being able to, to access the capital they needed uh, to proceed with their big brick and mortar plans, whether it was expansion or new startups. Uh, and they had to find some, uh, you know, they had to find somewhere to put the money that they did have. And at the time, you know, the food, food trucks were, were just at the beginning of a renaissance. Uh, there were there were a few popular movies out. Uh, there was a there was a local scene in in California that it, that had really uh, you know captured the imagination of you know the free spirit uh, entrepreneurs that want to go out and, and own their own business and be on the road. Uh, and and of course uh, you know the 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 early two thousands was a was a real culinary explosion. So you had a lot of uh, restaurateurs, chefs. Uh, that wanted to go out and try new things and experiment with uh, smaller plates, uh, cheaper menus, and get them into, uh, you know, get them into a wider population uh, that could that could. Uh, it wasn't just the fine dining crowd anymore that could uh, that could access those foods. Uh, so, uh, you know, what 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 led uh, out of the recession, out of the Great Recession, was, uh, a, you know, basically a doubling of the food truck scene or the food truck industry. Uh, as it as it were, uh, prior to sort of 2008, from 2008 to 2013, there was an, uh, just a tre- tremendous explosion, and and a lot of that was uh, was fueled by the two things that we touched on: the the inability to find capital to uh, to build your brick and mortar, which you know often costs uh, an order order of magnitude more than uh, than a food truck startup. It gave entrepreneurs the flexibility to to you know, to do their own thing, uh, and and really come up with some creative menus. We saw some uh, some great success stories where uh, chefs that had either been downsized out of work or up and coming chefs uh, started a food truck, uh, built a built a brand uh, based around uh, the particular menu items that they were serving, and then took that into uh, brick and mortar and successfully launched either either multi unit operations or franchises. You know, the difference between 09, or 08, 09, uh, the Great Recession, we'll call it, uh, and, and this, you know, particular crisis that we're in is how fast uh, it hit. Uh, and, you know, as we've all experienced, you know, uh, you know, in the beginning of March, everybody was kind of snickering about the, uh, the possibilities of a virus and, 
in a few short days, the entire country was on lockdown. And it just had such a devastating effect on, on uh, hospitality, uh, travel, and the restaurant industry in particular. I think in the National Restaurant Association uh, uh, published uh, last week that in April, uh, the restaurant business uh, lost 5.5 million jobs. And, and that's just, that's a real shame. It's, it's very sad to see. Uh, we're, not, we're not hoping for opportunity out of that, uh, but we do think there are some similarities between uh, that experience that we had, which was, which was right in the time we started the food truck business out of the Great Recession, and this, and it's going to take a longer period for that to, to, to happen because I think everybody is rightfully still in shock, you know, about uh, about what has happened, about this, uh, you know, going on 60 to 75 days of lockdown and now just coming out of shelter in place and who's got what and what's going to reopen and how quickly. Uh, in our in our area, in central Texas, we've seen, uh, we've seen restaurants now uh, you know, start opening up slowly. Some of them have chosen to stay closed, uh, but they're operating at it. You know, they're operating at a twenty-five percent uh, capacity. You know, with the hopes to go up to fifty percent, and that's that's just not sustainable in the long term. So, uh, we all cross our fingers that uh, everything is going to be, you know, to be better. There's going to be some uh, some solution to this virus uh, sooner rather than later. But but quite frankly. You know, realistically, we don't see uh, that the the Stein-in restaurant uh, concept as we knew it uh, two and a half months ago uh, coming back to normal for some period of time. Whether that's uh, whether that's through closings of uh, of restaurants or or you know liability issues or fear or the public's public's fear to to congregate and uh, and that's a problem. So where uh, you know where access to capital was the enemy in in 09 uh, really density is the enemy now that you know people uh, people meeting in large groups uh, in restaurants I, I went to a, one of our favorite restaurants in downtown San Antonio last night for the first time I went out and uh, you know it, it was great to be out but it was sad you know you got people working really hard everybody behind the bar and and and, and all the wait staff and the chefs and everybody was excited to be out but there's a little bit of a pall over it because there's there's so few people. Everybody has to be spaced out, you know, uh, no more than four people at a table and ten, you know, six to ten feet apart between the tables. So, uh, so so there's going to be a lingering effect. Uh, how, what does that mean for food truck manufacturers and food truck entrepreneurs and restaurateurs? Well, uh, remains to be seen, uh, but we know uh, we know in our history uh, uh, as Americans, and we know from recent history coming out of the recession that people are uh, uh, resourceful and entrepreneurial and they will uh, find ways to adapt and, and be creative and provide food service solutions that will, uh, will not only build their businesses but serve the community at large. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there on, on the differences between 09 and the pandemic, but I do think that even though the recession of 09 was a more focused uh, financial hit, I still think we're going to see very similar um, economic strains on the industry moving forward, um, especially if there are broad closures of a lot of Main Street restaurants. Uh, you know, where do those um, entrepreneurs and food service professionals go after that? And so I think that's where, you know, the opening for the food truck market to now boom even more uh, really presents itself. 
So I guess, how do you see this pandemic creating a, a situation that could manifest strategically and financially positively for these restaurant professionals if they do decide to go down the food truck route? And we'll get more into the details here in a little bit, but just broadly, um, where do the dots connect, in your opinion, uh, from the situation we're seeing now to an increase in um, potentially food truck startups? Well, we've already seen signs early on of, of restaurateurs that have uh, that have access to food trucks. Uh, that they may have had a, a food truck or two in their in their portfolio. Uh, just using their kitchen uh, in in their main restaurant in their brick and mortar as uh, as essentially a, a you know a, a ghost kitchen or a commissary, if you will, and then shuttling that food out to the food trucks and either using that food truck as a you know, as a de facto drive-through uh, on site, or moving the food truck to another location. Uh, you know, what in the first, I would say the first 45 days of the pandemic. You know, every food truck operator that we spoke to, uh, our multi-unit operator or restaurant franchise, uh, there was really no guy or very little guidance uh, on what to do with uh, mobile vehicles, mobile kitchens, if you had one, uh, whether it's a cart or a kitchen because uh, the, the, it was just an, un, you know, it was really an un, unreal situation or surreal situation. You know, you didn't know who could, who could congregate where and no, and no more than, uh, you know, groups of no more than 10. And so that really uh, made everybody sort of take a hands-off approach and, 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 uh, and a wait-and-see approach as well. Uh, but we have seen signs in the last uh, 20 days uh, 20 to 30 days, really, of, of uh, food operators uh, putting their, if they have a truck uh, in service, putting that, putting that food truck to, to, uh, to good use. So I'd say that what, what we're going to see going forward is an expansion of that, really. Uh, we've had uh, many calls just in the last 7 to 10 days uh, looking for any inventory that we may have on the ground, uh, whether it's uh, high-end uh, pre-owned inventory or what we have in build process. And we hadn't seen that kind of activity, you know, since uh, certainly since the end of February. So it's a good sign that people are looking for solutions. Let's rewind the clock a little bit now um, and look at the growth of the food truck industry over the last 10 years since the 09 recession to, you know, let's just say a few months before the pandemic hit. How have restaurant owners and professionals approached food truck startups in the last decade, both uh, strategically, financially, with their actual truck, you know, the, the branding on the truck, the kind of truck that you would go with? What have been some trends that you've seen in that industry? And um, where have there been successes and where have there been failures to launch? Well, I would say that... Uh you know, going back to the going back to the last decade, let's say we already touched on the you know the explosive growth that we saw in the food truck industry from say 08 to uh, to 2013, and like anything, it couldn't keep that trajectory up. So it slowed uh, it slowed quite a bit uh, over the next five years or next four or five years, uh, but it still maintained double digit growth, which was great. Uh, in the last couple of years, we we really saw. We really saw a decline in that in that trajectory. So, uh, while it was still growing, it was more at a two to three percent clip. I think that uh, with this, uh, with the new environment that we're in, 
uh, we are we are going to see that uh, that trajectory climb uh, once again. Uh, you know, some of the things that that we saw uh, early on when we started the business in, in uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, and, and, and seeing what people were doing uh, was uh, coming out of that recession was, was really a couple of different strategies, two or three different strategies that made sense. Uh, as I alluded to before, you may have an independent uh, uh, chef or restaurateur that has hopes of uh, taking, a, you know, taking their food truck and creating dishes that the public falls in love with uh, you know, so much so that they can uh, go and get funding for the brick and mortar, and that becomes uh, a success, and they build multiple, uh, multiple locations. And there's plenty of examples out there. Uh, I don't, and I think you're in uh, the North Texas area. You're probably familiar with Torchy's Tacos. They may be one of the the most famous examples, where he had a sing a single truck on Congress South Congress in Austin, and it's built that into uh, a really an empire on breakfast tacos. Uh, which is a which is a tremendous story, and and, and there, like I said, there are many like them. On the flip side of that, you have uh, you have uh, a lot of uh, restaurateurs that decided to just use food food trucks uh, as as uh, you know as their base operation. So they either franchised food trucks or owned uh, multiple food trucks and and used it like a multiple uh, unit a brick and mortar would, uh, where they either had them. Uh, Regionally based, or they had uh, they had them spread out across the country, and became became more vertical with their businesses on the supply chain side of the food itself. So you know, a couple of different interesting ways to go there. So how have those trends then in the last ten years uh, impacted where we're at today uh, in shaping what the market is like for acquiring a food truck? I guess track that for us to where we're at now, and uh, if you had to remove the pandemic from it and just kind of look at, which <laughs> which is is hard to do, right? Sure, but, no, no, that's, that's but fair. um, but you know, if you had to look at how the industry was set up until you know right before COVID nineteen hit full scale, how does that track? And then we'll we'll get into the reality. Well, you know, again, going back going back a decade or so, I mean, you know, in any when you have any uh, massive growth in a, in a nascent industry, you have a lot of people coming in. There's not a lot of standards and regulations, and so things get made up on the fly. You know, anybody, anybody that thought they were a welder thought they could build a food truck. Uh, there, weren't, uh, there wasn't a, a, a great emphasis on uh, health and safety regulations uh, across the board. Uh, th that has changed so much over 10 years. Uh, now you have, you, in the last couple of years, we've had a little bit of consolidation. But what happened in the, you know, in the sort of the middle part of the, of the 2010s, was you had uh, really the, uh, the, you know, sort of the wheat from the shaft uh, type of uh, situation where the quality food truck manufacturers, like on the move, that came up with some innovative designs, uh, really helped uh, the public understand their needs. You know, really refine what they were looking for, and put them in a truck that suited them and suited the food that they were going to serve, uh, the venues that they were going to serve the food uh, to, uh, whether it was large events or whether they were going to do uh, catering type of operations, you know, really made a difference. And so, uh, you know, it's, a, it's still a relatively small community. And so word of mouth spreads pretty quickly. Uh, 
you know, the people that are that are out for the best interest of their customers and, and the public end up winning, those who use the quality materials that we do here at On The Move. And, uh, and, and we certainly aren't the only uh, uh, quality manufacturer, uh, but we do some innovative designs uh, and we, uh, we're always trying to add new features to the trucks uh, to stand, uh, stand out from the crowd. All right, let's get into some steps then for what does it look like to actually launch a food truck operation. And we can contextualize around COVID-19 because that's obviously the reality that we're facing today. So um, if that impacts any of your answers here, you know, please feel free to add that context. But let's get into uh, just picking the food truck in the first place. What does that market look like today for even acquiring a food truck in the first place? Who are the main manufacturers? Where do you begin that search? And what are the main capital investments that restaurateurs have to make when they're considering buying a food truck? Well, there are several great manufacturers around the country, and, and certainly uh, On The Move uh, is, is uh, uh, we certainly think we're, we're top of the list. And uh, there, are, there are places to search for uh, food truck uh, manufacturers, obviously, uh, any search engine will get that uh, information to you pretty quickly. But more specifically, you can go to uh, websites such as uh, Mobile Cuisine and uh, Morgan Olson, who is a, uh, a food. They uh, they sort of build the, the the shell off of a Ford uh, chassis that's uh, specifically designed for uh, food uh, kitchens to be installed in. Uh, they set up a list of preferred, uh, preferred vendors, which uh, on the move is one. Uh, but there are, as I said, um, you know, certainly uh, a handful, you know, up to a dozen uh, uh, quality food truck manufacturers around the country that on the move, uh, you know, is proud to call uh, competitors and sometimes uh, strategic partners. As I said, we're a small community and we help each other out uh, wherever we can. That makes sense. Uh, as far as the uh, the market uh, for food trucks now. Uh, there's always uh, a considerable amount of uh, pre-owned or used vehicles on the market, you know, on a variety of websites. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times that's where uh, first-time uh, food truck operators that want to start their business will, will gravitate to because of the, the price point. And while that, uh, that, while that always seems uh, like a good, good place to start, uh, it really ends up getting people into a lot of trouble. Uh, I've read a stat recently where 80% of first-time uh, used food truck buyers or food truck operators uh, uh, fail within the first two years. This is really due to you know, some unforeseen costs that, that come with the used, uh, the used purchase. Uh, they don't have uh, any idea of the maintenance costs that may uh, be associated with it. There could be, uh, you know, inadequate or out of warranty equipment that they have to deal with. And, and, and then another big one, and I think a lot of first-time buyers don't really, uh, don't really comprehend this, is these, these stringent health and safety codes, as we talked about earlier. And they vary uh, quite dramatically from state to state or uh, municipality to uh, municipality and you have to be very cognizant of those regulations uh, and that includes uh, that includes things like the size of the serving window or uh, the amount of, uh, of uh, gray water versus uh, fresh water that you have to have uh, 
the size of the propane tanks that you use. Uh, the list goes on and on, and it really takes uh, almost an encyclopedic knowledge of the, the various locales regulations to understand that and help guide uh, your customer through that. And that's what we do here at On The Move. So, so number one, uh, when, you're, when you're in the market looking for a truck, be very wary of used trucks. Uh, clearly, uh, if, you, if you have budgetary cons you know, uh, constraints, uh, we are happy, and, and most quality manufacturers will be happy to have a conversation with you and, uh, and understand your, the financial limitations uh, that you have and try and work with you either to get uh, uh, into, a, into a new truck uh, through third-party financing or maybe financing that, that we offer, uh, or at least uh, help you uh, make sure that your used truck is, is up to speed uh, when you when you purchase it and uh, whether we refurbish it, uh, upfit it slightly, uh, but make sure that it's road worthy, road safe, and more importantly, safe uh, uh, for the people working inside the truck and your customers outside the truck. I mentioned this uh, earlier, but on the move um, isn't just in the food truck space. Uh, your core business is actually a, a turnkey rental truck program. So breaking into the food truck space was a little different for On The Move, considering that the solution isn't a rental truck solution, but it's a design and manufacturing uh, you know, full-to-purchase solution, basically not a rental solution. So I wanted to get a better sense for why y'all even broke into this space um, and what that journey has looked like. So when did On The Move add uh, food truck design and manufacturing to its program solutions, and how has your solution grown to match the needs of the industry over the years, especially post-recession or um, now in the middle of a pandemic? How will it continue to evolve? Well, yeah, yeah. As you alluded to, we have uh, we have a wholly separate uh, business, uh, on the move trucks, which is a complete rental truck solution. Uh, we've been in business for nearly twenty years, uh, and uh, very successfully in in a variety of industries. Uh, through the you know really the, the design and innovation of our founder, Mr. Maury Westerdale, who had been an engineer with Ford Motor Company for many years, uh, and he found a uh, you know he found a, a solution to help people in the self-storage industry, real estate professionals, uh, property managers, you know, have a truck that they could use for their customers and uh, design it in, in a unique way uh, that was appealing, that could be used for promotional activities and, and essentially become a rolling billboard for their own brand. Uh, and, and so that kind of thought process really uh, bled down, I mean, naturally, uh, to his daughter, who is our CEO, Susan Para, uh, and she has the same uh, entrepreneurial and uh, engineering mindset as her father. Uh, and, and after 20 years of successful business uh, in, in that uh, lease truck uh, space, uh, you know, like any businesses, we were, we were always looking for opportunities to uh, diversify or add business units. And food trucks, uh, you know, at the time we saw the trend growing. Uh, there was a, uh, an opportunity to purchase a manufacturer outside of uh, the Detroit area where, uh, where the family was originally from. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty easy tie-in for us. Uh, we could take some of our uh, design background and innovation background and also partner uh, with our, 
with the Ford Motor Company in helping us, you know, build build some uh, build some food trucks, right? So, like in any business, we thought, well, we'll just we'll just start uh, we'll just start the food truck business, and uh, you know, that put it on our door that we do food trucks and people will show up. Well, they certainly did, and uh, like most like most startup business, we tried to be all things to all people, and uh, you know, built a lot of uh, a lot of interesting designs and. You know, over a couple of years through, through uh, you know, the, a lot of ups and downs in a startup, we decided if we're going to do this. We better really set about building a better mousetrap. Uh, so, uh, as I said, our our CEO Susan uh, had that in her blood. So she, uh, through a lot of trial and error, uh, ended up uh, building a uh, a feature into our truck that was patented and uh, is an award-winning feature that really sets us apart from any other manufacturer and it is a it is a slide out feature much like you would see on an RV but specifically di- specifically designed for food trucks uh, and uh, with a click of a button uh, the the uh, the slide out uh, uh, moves from the frame out to the customers and has a step down feature that allows you to interact with your customers face to face uh, it has the added benefit of expanding the space inside the kitchen uh, while the while the slide out is employed, and you can also get the benefit of uh, the safety features involved when you're dealing with, as you can imagine, if you're dealing with hot liquids and hot foods, and you're uh, providing them to your customers on the ground from height. Uh, there's there's so many examples throughout the food truck industry of that being a liability, uh, so it really makes the handoff of uh, the transaction uh, very simple. So that first uh, big innovation for us uh, uh, really, really launched on the move. I mean, finally, we had something that was a differentiated product, uh, and that has led us to, uh, you know, the success that we've had. Uh, we are always looking for new things to add, uh, whether it's security features, audio, video packages, you know, anything that would be uh, something that would, that would separate us from the competition. To break into the food truck industry, it seems that not a lot changes about the basics. The business model is pretty consistent. Um, the vision, I think, for an operating food truck is pretty consistent. I think where it starts to uh, really hone in is on audience as well as uh, obviously marketing for your specific brand of food truck. But then more uh, mechanically, what changes is the features on the trucks that might improve or might offer new um, options for different cuisines to go mobile. Uh, how has On The Move's, I guess, uh, technological solutions or just the manufacturing solutions within their trucks, how have those evolved to meet specific culinary needs over the years and um, does that speak to any broader trends that are guiding the food truck movement, I guess, if you want to say, uh, as we enter the pandemic? Well, I think the, one, of the, one of the first things you touched on in that question uh, was, uh, was the audience and uh, the impact that that might have uh, on a truck solution uh, for a food truck operator. And that is one of the first and, and probably most important questions that we have is, uh, along with the, the, the style or type of uh, menu or food that you're going to cook and serve out of your truck, 
uh, who are you going to be serving it to? Uh, are you are you a big event food truck? Are you you only hitting the uh, sort of the Lollapalooza circuit, or are you uh, are you going to be more uh, catering focused? Uh, are you simply going to be uh, in your community? Uh, do you have uh, do you have needs for uh, a beverage solution? You know, there, there's, there's, so, there's so much that goes into that question, and, and that response gives us, as the designer and manufacturer, the ability uh, to, to really understand what equipment they're going to need, and uh, at least at the basic level. I mean, there is, at the end of the day, only so much space inside of a food truck, and, and one of our uh, tenants is to, maybe, is to, uh, is to maximize that space, uh, make, it, uh, make the space uh, inside the truck be able uh, to be used as effectively and efficiently as possible uh, through uh, through the setup of the equipment uh, to allow freedom of movement and 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 ultimately you know if, if you're a, you know if you're a high velocity uh, operation uh, where you need to serve X number of meals per hour uh, then we have a solution for that uh, if you are a uh, you know Take it, take it by industry. If you're, a, you know, if you're looking to do pizzas, well, that's a that's an entirely different setup than uh, if you're doing sandwiches or you're doing soups. Uh, and there are food trucks, as you can imagine, and you probably know, uh, that are built entirely around things like cupcakes or waffles uh, or, or any food you can imagine. That's their entire operation. So, so that uh, that first question is is vitally important to. Uh, to beginning the process. Uh, to follow up on that answer a little bit, Daniel, uh, the, the, the venues and the, the type of use you're going to uh, you know, put your vehicle through is important for us to understand so that we can design uh, safety features and uh, comfort features to accommodate that, uh, whether it's uh, the amount of AC and the number of AC units that you might need. As you can very well imagine, it gets quite warm inside a, inside a mobile kitchen if you're cooking all the time. Uh, it also allows us to really understand the, the uh, electrical and power needs that you're going to need to support the equipment. Uh, and uh, as I said, uh, safety is always uh, at the top of our mind, whether that is uh, the, the emergency exits in the vehicle, fire suppression systems, uh, or uh, things like storage and, and how the equipment is stored inside the vehicle. Uh, you have to design safety latches while the vehicle is in motion, uh, while the vehicle is, uh, you know, as a standstill in use. And then, of course, uh, sadly, you have to design safety features to make sure that your, your vehicle and the contents of your vehicle uh, are safe when you're not using it, when it's parked and uh, you're, you actually do get to, get to sleep, which is sometimes rare for startup food truck operators. You know, a lot of our food culture here in the United States is very geographic and there are states within the U.S. that have been affected more heavily by the pandemic um, compared to others. Uh, I think this might lead to different geographic regions, maybe even different cities being hit harder there being more restaurant closures and there being more professionals in those geographic regions that end up looking to a food truck as a potential solution. Um, then naturally, add on top of that, if there are any uh, 
cultural hotspots for food in those areas that are hit harder, uh, there might be different culinary tastes that are led in a food truck direction more so than other brands or uh, other styles of food, right? So what I'm trying to say here is, is do you see any link in specific geographic regions, um, in specific uh, cultural food sects being affected more heavily by this pandemic and therefore leaning more towards uh, a food truck solution? Do you have any kind of data that can uh, support that or any anecdotal evidence even? Um, or do you even ever see it uh, reach that kind of uh, really niche effect on these communities and do food truck solutions um, often end up manifesting themselves more generally? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I don't think I can, I don't think I can answer that directly. Sure. I think I could answer it by uh, perhaps uh, in another way by industry segment. Uh, so where we see uh, where we see some segments like hospitality, uh, which was a big, uh, which was a uh, which is a big market for us, uh, and that's uh, the hotel and, and resort uh, sort of uh, sector, if you will. Uh, you know, they've really been hit hard, uh, as we talked about at the touch of the podcast or at the top of the podcast by by the pandemic. Uh, you know, those places are traditionally areas where people go to meet and congregate. And so uh, in the last couple of years, we're really seeing an uptick in uh, the demand for mobile kitchen, mobile beverage solutions at, uh, at hotels and resorts. And so we don't see that being there uh, as much early on coming out of the pandemic. On the, on the flip side of that, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have a big segment of, uh, of colleges, universities, public school systems that uh, that take advantage of food trucks for a variety of reasons. And, uh, you know, while it remains to be seen how schools are going to reopen in the fall, uh, one of the things that uh, the large public school systems and, and universities use the trucks for is to is to feed the community and serve the community in uh, in disaster relief efforts, if you will, or and, and certainly this could be uh, classified as that, where they have to go out and uh, if the school's on some sort of sh- lockdown or there's been a uh, uh, event like a tornado or hurricane, uh, they can take the food truck out uh, to their students, to those in need, and uh, and continue to serve. Uh, so those those will uh, I think uh, still still be in force uh, whether or not schools return. So we we think that there's going to be a uh, a rise in demand in that in that segment. I would say, broadly speaking, the the uh, the larger chains. Uh, although we did see you know uh, one of the big uh, chains, Steak and Shake, I think announced that they were closing 57 stores last night. Uh, we have uh, you know we have we have uh, reason to believe that the you know the the stable. Uh, larger chains are going to uh, end up thriving and adapting, and uh, food trucks will be a part of that. Uh, where we, you know, for so for our business, there's multiple there are multiple uh, segments where we see, uh, you know, the trend rising uh, during and post pandemic. Uh, for the for the smaller operator, uh, the independent operator, or maybe the person who wants to be a multi-unit operator. And is looking at this as a as, as a place to enter the the, uh, the food truck industry. Uh, 
we see there's plenty of uh, space for that as well. One of the things that uh, the food truck, not one of the things, I think really one of the driving factors uh, coming out of this pandemic will, you know, is uh, the social distancing that's probably going to be in force, uh, whether, whether by law or by common sense or by fear. And food trucks uh, provide a natural social distance, if you will. You can easily set the food truck up. It's mobile. Uh, you can you can create lines like we've all seen now at grocery stores and convenience stations where you put X's down or cones and you stand six feet apart, and and they can be easily regulated. Uh, they can be used. Uh, I think we've seen over uh, probably several states now have opened uh, their their highway rest stops and rest areas uh, to food trucks to serve uh, motorists uh, to serve. To serve uh, long-haul truckers, and uh, we can see, you know, we can certainly anticipate an uptick in the number of travelers via the road, uh, you know, in the next months, and and you know, hopefully not, hopefully not too long, because I like air travel like the next person. Sure. We certainly think people are going to uh, gravitate to the roads a lot more than they have in the past, and that's going to create a need for uh, mobile vending solutions as well. I touched on convenience stores a little bit. We've had uh, great success over the years uh, with uh, either independent uh, uh, convenience stores or multi-unit operators that uh, use the use the food trucks as they're either opening new sites or they're remodeling a site uh, so that they can keep uh, they can keep feeding uh, their their customers uh, who come in for snacks and drinks uh, or if they have a particular dish that they're you know maybe infamous for uh, and 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 also fuel up uh, so there's a variety of uh, benefits uh, in multiple industries uh, that the food truck provides I'm not sure that I could say uh, within I, I won't say with any <laughs> with uh, with any degree of certainty that it is going to affect one type of food one culinary sector or one geographic uh, area that that's probably beyond my scope. Uh, uh, I think that there are, you know, certainly there's no no real end in sight at the moment for this pandemic. I think the virus is going to touch everybody. I think we've all been affected by it, and uh, you know the rules are going to apply equally across the board. All right, Ren, we're just about out of time. We've only got a few minutes left here on the podcast. So if you could just briefly give us some thoughts on this last question. What is one of the most creative food truck projects that you've helped bring to life? And what do you think that project says about the future of the food truck industry? Well, yeah, Daniel, it's funny you ask. Uh, uh, really, uh, a couple come to mind. But one, uh, one of the most recent ones we did was for one of the leading hotels in the U.S. Uh, we, we spent uh, nearly a year on the project converting an old beer delivery truck uh, into a uh, food and beverage uh, serving station where we hoisted the truck onto the third floor of the hotel uh, to be uh, alongside their pool deck for their their hotel guests who enjoy while they're lounging by the pool or in the pool. So that was a, that was a, a really fun project where we had some great before and after shots uh, and refurbished a truck from from basically a shell, a 1967 uh, you know, rusted out shell, into uh, into a really high design and functional uh, truck. Uh, actually, the, the last one that just left our dock is, uh, is strangely for a, a, a tea-only company called HTO, 
uh, unique startup, uh, up and come. I say startup. They've been around for ten or eleven years, uh, but they do uh, they do uh, tea service, uh, much like uh, much like a standalone coffee shop would. They have their own freestanding stores, uh, but they decided food trucks would be a part of their portfolio, and we can no longer call them food trucks because it is only a beverage truck. So. The, where the industry is going, well, it's anybody's guess. But I would say, uh, you, you know, there's no limit. Uh, it's not just uh, it's not just food. It's not just the old taco truck. It is not a, uh, you know, it's not it's not a one size fits all category. You know, if you want something that's unique, like cupcakes or ice cream or or tea, uh, we've got a solution for you. Uh, we've done uh, beer trucks for some of the largest beer manufacturers in the world, where uh, we put kegs in the side of the truck and there's a tap and Everybody has a good time, and it's strictly a promotional vehicle for these large companies. So, you know, from from Fortune 500 companies to your your you know local uh, you know independent entrepreneur that wants to get into uh, get into owning their own business, a food truck is a fantastic way to go. I highly recommend partnering partnering with a an experienced and qualified builder and designer to make sure that you have the right truck uh, for you uh, when you put it in service. All right, Ren Buddha, thank you so much for your insights on today's podcast, giving us some thoughts and detailed perspectives on the future of food trucks for the restaurant industry and how we can learn from the 09 recession and the pandemic today to inform where food trucks might be in the next several months and next several years as restaurant professionals adjust to a new reality. So thanks again, Ren Buda, Director of Business Development for On The Move. And Ren, if people want to find out a little bit more about On The Move's uh, solutions in food truck design and manufacturing, where can they go? Uh, well, you can definitely go to onthemovefoodtrucks.com. Uh, you can call us at 800-645-9949. Uh, you can reach me at ren, R-E-N, at onthemovetrucks.com. Uh, and so the, no, no problem finding us. We're all over social media. All right, Ren Buddha, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you go to marketscale.com slash industries or find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Market Scale Technology, Market Scale Manufacturing, or Market Scale Radio. And make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. <laughs>